Welcome to Get Together, a community podcast for fans where we cover all things games, entertainment, and technology exclusively on the GET Network. I'm your host, Buddha. I'm here alongside my good boy, Showtime. Showtime, say what up. Yo, what's good, everybody? Got a week left till Christmas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Can't wait. And we can't thank you enough for setting aside some of your time to be here with us today. Together, we'll be bringing you the latest about games, entertainment, and tech from all around the world. On this week's episode, we'll be talking about the Game Awards and strictly the Game Awards. So anybody here who's here for the usual entertainment part and the usual tech part, we're going to save that for next week because we had the Game Awards and we want to celebrate all the creatives and the developers that poured their heart and soul over numerous years to bring us the entertainment that we enjoy constantly. Hey. So we want to thank them, give them some time, shout them mm-hmm. out, and there we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what's up, Showtime? How how you been? How you been? How you been? Let's chop it up real quick. I've been I've been great. I've been playing Stray on my Steam Deck OLED. Definitely hitting that ninety hertz. Um, at first, I was hitting thirty FPS, and I was confused why. Uh, figured out that I had to turn off the VSync on the game, and then allow my Steam Deck to run that ninety hertz. So now Stray is running beautifully on it. Um, also been playing some indie games on it. Um, yeah, Steam Deck OLED is beautiful. Uh, um, as far as uh, PlayStation, I've been on Alan Wake Remastered, trying to finish that. Um, halfway through the game, I'm on chapter three, I believe it's six chapters. Uh, so as soon as I'm done that, I already bought Alan Wake 2 on Steam because um, it was a 33% off coupon out there, plus an additional like 20% off uh, for the game on Steam. So I combined that and I got the game for like 20 bucks. So I'll definitely be on Alan Wake 2 on Steam. <laughs> Can't wait to play. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's been it's been beautiful. Been beautiful. Gaming, right. gaming, gaming. You can't beat that. that. That's that's a steal. That's that's what they call a bomba right there. That's a that's a bomba <laughs> right there. Hey. Yeah, me. So I've what been, about you? How you been? I've been on my Steam Deck, but I've been playing a lot of old games. Actually, a lot of you know, like PS One and um, things of that hey. nature. And also Baldur's Gate. I've been trying to get into Baldur's Gate and switching okay. directly to Cyberpunk back and forth. So I'm really trying to finish Cyberpunk before I fully delve into mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate. Um, and that's another thing. We were talking and we were thinking about doing like a maybe bi-weekly Dungeons and Dragons night with Baldur's Gate. And maybe uh, four of us, five of us. Maybe something we could stream, something we could talk about. We'll talk about that after the yeah, after the definitely. Stream. And definitely. See, see we see where we at because that's that's an it. that's an investment, you know. And yeah. that game, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna let everybody yeah. know that that's the game to watch and game to play, for sure. Mm, mm, here you heard it here first. I can't wait to see uh, how beautiful it is. Like Stray is definitely beautiful. All these indie games that I've been playing are so beautiful. Uh, it's definitely hitting that ninety hertz sometimes occasionally it'll dip down to like 50 something and i'm getting confused why uh but for the most part it is hitting that 90 hertz sometimes it even hits like 91 92 i'm like oh steam deck putting out extra power like we find out so uh yeah yeah it's yeah, definitely yeah, a time yeah. for gaming yeah i've uh, also been playing um vampires bloodlines um it's mm-hmm. an old old pc game 
and it runs yeah. flawlessly on the Steam Deck. So in my bed, you know, I just be mm. playing the game in there. And it's just changed, definitely changed my gaming habits. I've been playing mobile mm. way more, you know, with the remote play yeah. on the Xbox. I had a remote play for the, my PS5. So I literally have a portable gaming console at all times. Yeah. So it's different. Yeah. And speaking of mobile gaming, Netflix just dropped uh, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy on Netflix Gaming. And I've been, already been playing it. Uh, I shot a few pictures over on my uh, Twitter. And yo, the what's game your runs what's, what's your Twitter, by the way? Uh, Showtime Pro 4 on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, definitely uh, a beautiful game. Um, I have an iPhone 13 Pro Max, as you know, uh, with that 120 hertz display, that 1200 nits of peak brightness. So uh, yeah, I took a couple screenshots and I'm just like, yo, like this looks good. Like I can definitely play Grand Theft Auto on my phone. Like it's just, whew. We've it's a different a generation. Way. Definitely come a long way for <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. And we're going to get right into the game awards and the game nominations. Yeah. yeah, let's get into it. Yes, sir. And the first nomination we're going to get into today is game, best game direction. And that is awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So the nominees are. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 from Insomnia Games, Super Mario Brothers Wonder from Nintendo, and Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom from Nintendo. So who do you think won that one? Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess here and say uh, Baldur's Gate 3. You would think. But I, when it comes to game direction, that's all, you know, subjective and everything like that. Right. But the actual winner was Alan Wake 2. Ooh. Right, right. Alan Wake 2 also yeah. cleaned up house for a couple of other awards that night. It's a great game. I haven't gotten into it yet, but it's a great game. Great game. Yeah, definitely. I'm loving the first one. Um, so I'm pretty sure I love that it won best game direction. So. Right, right. Also... Definitely. Also, for Best Art Direction, which is for Outstanding Creative and or Technical Achievement in Artistic Design and Animation. So, the nominees were Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush from Tango Gameworks and Bethesda Softworks, Liza P from Round 8 Studios, Super Mario Brothers Wonder from Nintendo and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom also from Nintendo. That's that's a rough category because Yeah, that was definitely a rough category. <laughs> yeah, you have you have literally like distinctive styles in each different mm. game. Definitely. Um I mean I played all of them besides the Legend of Zelda. It's because you know I have definitely have some problems with Nintendo right now, but with all the rest of them, I've definitely played, and they all looked good. They all looked good. So, so they had Alan Wake was given the more photorealistic kind of art, and Hi-Fi Rush went full in on the cell shaded with the nice comic 
Yeah, like comic. Yeah. yeah, it looked like, good though. It, it looked different. real good. It was different. Liza yeah. P even was borderline. Yeah, um, like yeah. animation realism. Yeah, kind of definitely. Thing. Uh, I mean, know. don't get me wrong. I had to put down Liza P because you have to start all the way back over once you die. Right, so a uh, it's a Souls game. What yeah, you expect? Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> by, the, by the time you got to Liza P, they usually expect you to play at least one Souls game before. Yeah, definitely. With Super Mario Brothers Wonder, you know Mario always have their distinctive art, and Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom is just continuing the great art that they had from Breath of the Wild. So this category is itself. Any person who was to win this one, well, any team, should I say, who was to win this one, you couldn't go wrong either way. Right. But there was a winner, and the winner was Alan Wake 2 Remedy Entertainment, published by Epic Games. Yeah, definitely deserved yeah, um, that photorealism with that G, what RTX forty ninety, yeah, that'll do Ooh. it. That'll do it to you for sure. Hey, for sure. I got a thirty seventy Ti, so I'm hoping it runs the same. Uh, um, uh, I'm I'm thinking I'm not even touching it until I upgrade to a forty ninety. I don't think I can. I, I'm not gonna do it any justice that way. My thirty seventy. Mm. Um, mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm gonna touch it. Yeah. I'm gonna touch it, and when I get to it, I'm gonna do it right. I hear that. I hear that. All right. <laughs> Speaking of doing the right, we have the category for best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in the game. And the nominees were Alan Wake 2 from Remedy Entertainment, Baldur's Gate 3 from Larian Studios, Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red, Final Fantasy 16 from Square Enix, and Marvel's Spider-Man 2 from Insomnia Games. I can tell you one thing. Mm. I played Final Fantasy 16. I played 2077, Phantom of Liberty. I dabbled into Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. Um, I haven't touched Spider-Man 2 yet. Um mm -hmm. But I heard nothing but great things from from Spider Man too, and Alan Wake. I'm just it's Remedy. They've never made a bad story ever, so I expect nothing but greatness from them. Hmm. Yeah, this one was a tough category as well. Uh, Cyberpunk, I dabbled in. Uh, Marvel Spider Man too. I looked at and found out that it had a lot of bugs and a lot of things weren't ready yet, so I pulled away. Uh, Bulger Gate 3, I heard nothing but great things about. Uh, I've seen the launch trailer, it looks amazing. Uh, but Alan Wake 2, also, again, I'm playing remaster right now, and it's just definitely beautiful, so. It's different. Um, it's you can, like, watch the TV and listen to the radio and, like, figure out what's going on in the game, and then it's like a, it's like a EP within, like, a game. Yo, it's crazy, it's next level. <laughs> No, it, it definitely, the storytelling is definitely different. And that's why Alan Wake won. Yeah. Best narrative. So that's that's three right there for them. Best narrative, best art direction, and best game direction. Yeah, this game definitely deserves it. Um, uh, I love it. It's different. Like, it's also like a puzzle almost, too. And, like, you can definitely, like, go into uh, a different part of the game and, like, find loot and... 
it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Definitely give the, uh, what, the one you're playing is the remastered of the Xbox 360 game. And right. when that game came out during this time, it was unprecedented because, you know, you have a flashlight in one hand, your flashlight is used more mm-hmm. so more so than your yeah. gun, so to speak. So, and then the whole story aspect of everything and how it ties into him reading the, writing the book and him being a writer and yeah. sleep and everything. It's just... Yo, and the fact that you can... The, the, the book is, like, nowhere near, like, the gameplay you're going through. It's kind of, but not really. Like, it's a whole other different story. Like, yo, next yeah. level. Remini, again, this, the developers of Max Payne, and Quantum Break and Control, they have not made a bad game and have not made a bad story. So I can't wait for that 4090 to come in one day. <laughs> so I can I can dabble in that. Right. All right, what we got next? Um, you can take next. Alright, so next we have best sports and racing game which is for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing games. That came in at EA Sports, FC24, um, F123, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged, and The Crew Motorfest. Um, which ones have you played from this list? Um, respectfully, none of them. Respectfully. Yeah, none of them. None of them. Bowed. Um, I'm kind of confused why uh, Gran Turismo is not on this list. Um, but I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> Yo, I, I ain't gonna hold you. I kind of learned some driving from Gran Turismo. Like when you had the the actual wheel and the pedals, like and you could actually figure that thing out. Like yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had Gran Turismo too. For mm-hmm. the, I want to say the original PlayStation, um, right? I I do remember it was double disc. I don't think it was for PS2, but I think it was mm-hmm. for the the first PlayStation. I had the the wheel with the little gear shift and the pedals, and that <laughs> I would play that and Destruction Derby like nonstop, mm-hmm. nonstop, mm-hmm. nonstop. What a great time! Yeah, another game that I'm surprised that's not on here. And I'm also not surprised is on here is right. NBA 2K24 because mm-hmm. usually they win the sports game category, and this year they've had rightfully so numerous controversies with their VC mm-hmm. and them overcharging players right. and them changing the game yeah. with patches yeah. and everything like that. So Crazy the community's nasty. not in a great spot with NBA yeah. 2K. So I could see why they weren't even nominated mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. Uh, so the winner for that was Forza Motorsport, of course. Um, they do push out beautiful games. Uh, I'm not going to get you wrong. The fact that, you know, the change of the weather and, you know, the slick roads and it's just definitely like realistic. And, you know, if you definitely turn up that ray tracing as much as you can, uh, everything like reflecting off of the cars, it just looks definitely nice. So for our audio listeners, we're playing the Forza Motorsport trailer for everybody. And also there was a little 
debate and sputter back and forth with the community between PlayStation and Xbox because Digital Foundry actually recently did a comparison between, well, a complete deep dive comparison, I should say, between Grand Theft Auto, Auto, uh, GT7, and Forza Mm -hmm. Motorsport. And the conclusion from Digital Foundry is that GT7 looks better and has better graphics than Mm. Forza Motorsport. Mm. So you could take that as you will. Wow. Wow. Next, we have innovation in accessibility, which is recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by even a wider audience. For that, we have Diablo 5, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. So how you feel about these games right here? This is I feel like this is a tough category. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um PlayStation just released their accessibility controllers, so I'm not surprised to see Spider-Man 2 up there. And obviously Microsoft created their specific accessibility controller a couple of years back. So mm-hmm. them having Forza there and that's not and Tango there, you know, that's that's not that that's not surprising either. Um mm-hmm. Blizzard have doing a very good job. They've they're PC developers, so they're always known for their having their accessibility options. It's the fighting right. games to me that surprises me. And we have both of the top two fighting games on there. So um, congrats to the teams who sat there and you know did the due diligence to mm-hmm. have the accessibility features necessary for all types of gamers. Right. That's what matters. Um, and the winner for that was Forza Motorsport. Hey. So hey. Xbox Game Studios. Okay, Forza. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. Doing big things out here. I'll take the next two. Okay, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. We got the best score and music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. Um, unfortunately, the way streaming works, we can't really play any of these fantastically composed music scores, but we'll run down yeah. the nominees for you real quick. Yeah, maybe we'll is, drop uh, some music from um our chapter, brother. Hey, while we while we while we talk about this, yeah, have yeah. some music anyway. Yeah, we'll 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 convene about what we can get away with and see what YouTube does to us. <laughs> the first nominee is Alan Wake Two composer Petri Alanko, Baldur's Gate Three composer Boris Lav Slavov. Apologize if I'm butchering your name on here. Final Fantasy 16, the composer, Masayoshi Soken. Hi-Fi Rush, audio director, Shushi Kabori. And Legend of the Zelda, 
Tears of the Kingdom, composed by Nintendo Sound Team. Okay, Nintendo, you know, you got a whole... Mm-hmm. Everybody everybody get a shout out on that one. I, I like yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, okay. It's a collaborative definitely. effort. Right. Um, yeah, and the winner was... Final Fantasy. <laughs> mm, yeah, Final Fantasy definitely... Um has good music i mean i haven't played final fantasy 16 specifically but you know the past ones i've played and they definitely have unique soundtracks every time uh especially like for the environment you're going in um i've definitely played also like the uh i believe it was like the disney version of like final fantasy and they had some awesome music in there as well so um yeah i definitely see why final fantasy 16 won yeah, I mean, some people say you play Final Fantasy for the Chocobo, for the summons, and for the music. Right. That's basically it. <laughs> Let's keep mm. it pushing. We got Games for Impact, for thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. The nominees are a Space for the Unbound. From Mojican Studio, Toge Productions, Chorus. Chance of Sonar, from Rundisk, Focus Entertainment. Goodbye Volcano, High, from KO underscore OP, or Co-Pop, Co-Op. That's cool. I like that. How you pronounce this? Tichi? Tichia? Chia? From Awap Awaset Kepler Interactive. Ooh. And the last one is Terra Nil for Free Lives from Devolver Digital and Netflix. And the winner was Chia. I believe the Tia sign. Um you can you can hit us right. up in the comments and let us know the correct pronunciations if you if you know. Right. Right, definitely. Did you play any of these? I mean, I haven't gotten a chance uh, to play any of these. I have not, but uh, it looks like a cool game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they all are. It's just, yeah. just there's so much time in the day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so next we have best independent game. And this is for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. First, we have Cocoon, Dave the Ru- Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Um, personally, I haven't played any of these independent games. I've seen them, like the launch trailers, but. I haven't personally played them. What about you? Yeah, I've played... Well, I am playing Sea of Stars. Um, Mm. I started on Game Pass, and I've been using Remote Play on the Steam Deck for it. Um, It's a great turn-based. Takes me back to the OG Final Fantasy games. Um, Mm. I've been enjoying it. Truly enjoying it. It's beautiful. The art is gorgeous. The music is gorgeous. The fighting mm. is is thought provoking, you know, like it's it's challenging, and I'm always right. down for a good turn based game. Okay, okay. Uh, so the winner of that was Sea of Stars. So 
I mean, tell us about it. You've been playing it. Yeah, I mean, literally, I played 15 minutes. Um, the 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 voice there is no voice acting. I think that's kind of what threw me off when I started playing, mm. and um, I was like, "Damn, should I play this on a big screen to have right. you know the the words up close or um, continue playing it on the deck?" And mm-hmm. um, so I, that's that's where I'm at with it. But the gameplay is practically flawless from what I've played. Then I only played one or two um, battles. Other than that, mm. the game, from what I could tell, is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I definitely feel that <laughs> playing on a big screen rather than you know uh, Steam Deck OLED screen, which is you know twelve eighty by what eight hundred. So um, yeah, it's definitely uh, different. <laughs> yeah, it was more so um, for the text. It's just to yeah. read it, reading the text. Uh, if I actually have to sit there and read the text, um, and not, you know, I'm used to just hearing it with the voice acting. So. Um, right. I'm sure I'm going to get to it. I'm definitely going to get into it. Facts. All right. Next, we have uh, Best Debut Indie Game. And this was for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. First, we have Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. Um, again, I've seen launch trailers. I haven't specifically played any of these indie games. Same here, same here. So, the winner of that was Cocoon. So, again, for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. Yeah, I've heard so. great things about Cocoon. I think yeah. Cocoon is on Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a lot of games are on Game Pass. I think Game Pass is definitely next level. It's definitely the greatest value in games. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I've heard nothing but great things from Cocoon, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm not surprised by the the nomination and also the mm-hmm. victory. Right, definitely. And for our audio listeners, we're playing a small little trailer of Cocoon. Um, it looks interesting. It looks interesting. It's a guy yeah, holding a ball or a. Animal or a moth with wings carrying a, a ball that can do a lot of different things with those yeah. glowing things, and it's so it's like, like a puzzle, game a, yeah, and... puzzle platforming game. Yeah, right. Yeah. I like I like those. Like you make me think, make me use my mind, and I'm not mm-hmm. just hacking slashing all over the place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Definitely added to the list. All right, what else we got? We got the next category is for best audio design, which to me it says recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design, and we just had one that was for best score and music. So I'm I'm happy that they're split it in a sense so you can get a little bit more recognition for for others and the process of making the music so the nominees are alan wake 2 for remedy entertainment dead space the remake from motive studio hi-fi rush from tango gameworks 
Marvel's Spider-Man 2 from Insomnia Games, and Resident Evil 4 from Capcom. And the winner is Hi-Fi Rush. Congrats, Hi-Fi. I mean, it would make sense. The whole premise of the game, the whole design of the game is based on music, and you attack with music and the Everything right. down if you're, if you're to... on B and like you, if you're on B, you can do like a super powerful move. Like you got to get into it. Like yo, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Look. Man, and yo, everything I is think... everything is in B. Like if you just sit there yeah. and and you, without moving your character, you see he's moving on B and like right. there's rubble on the floor moving on B. Moving on B. And, <laughs> yeah, everything is moving on B. So when it comes to audio design. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't win, I don't know who would win because their whole game right. is based on the design of their audio. Right. I mean, I think Alloway too has some dope audio, especially like from the radio. Um uh Resident Evil 4. Uh, it's like scarier music. Um <laughs> Marvel Spider-Man 2. They uh Spider-Man Insomniac does have some interesting music at times. Mm. Sometimes I don't be like, eh. That superhero but... music does its job. Right. So, yeah, but I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Let's move on for the best mobile game. For the best game playable on a mobile device. Hmm. So, I guess you could say playable. I guess they mean by like you have to like natively play it. Like you have to download it and have mm. to run natively on the device. Um, All right. I wonder if we're gonna have like a best streaming game or something like that later on. That's that's right, something to look forward to. Um, best mobile game nominees are Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis from Applybot and Square Enix, Honkai Star Rail from Hoyoverse. I think those are the people that make Genshi Impact, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Hello Kitty Island Adventure from Sunblink Entertainment, Monster Hunter Now from Niantic and Capcom. Niantic made Pokemon Go for Nintendo. And Terra Nil, Free Lives, Devolver, and Netflix. Okay, Netflix. I see you out here. And the winner was Honkai Star Rail from Hoyoverse. I have not played Honkai. I cannot front. I cannot, you know explain to you that i have played it right. but i i already have my mobile games that i want to play on my phone already um i usually don't download new uh mobile games uh but i have the ones that i want to play like league of legends pokemon um you know gta just came out for netflix so now that's on my phone um but i've already been playing gta so i know how it's going to be <laughs> i'm just trying to go back to get some nostalgia so Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the Steam Deck probably changed the way I play mobily. Um. When it comes to my phone, I mm. I would rather either read or watch something than play something. Mm. Yeah. But that might change if you know more console quality type of games come to the mobile experience. I'm just not fully into the whole gotcha aspect and 
Mm. Um, you know, the free to play and the exploitation and you want all my money and I can't play after two minutes unless I give you X amount of dollars for some stars, things like that. Um, right. if you're going to give me like a traditional game, maybe I'll pay you up front or things like that. Um, we're almost there because with Apple yeah. releasing, was it final? No, Resident Evil 4 for iPhone, iMac, and iPad. Um, we're almost there. We're almost there. Mm. All right, all right. Uh, so next we have best VR and AR game, which is virtual reality and augmented reality. Uh, and this is for the best game experience playable uh, in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. So the nominees are Gran Turismo 7, Humanity, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil Village VR Mode, and Synapse. And the winner of that one was Resident Evil Village VR. And I could see that. I'd probably be jumping. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Makes Definitely sense. a different world out here. Um, now Steam is capable uh, with MetaQuest, and uh, it's definitely different. You can play yeah. wherever you want to play, right? Yeah, Steam allowed to run directly through Steam Link wirelessly with mm-hmm. the MetaQuest. Um, I've been using my MetaQuest 2 with my Steam um, wirelessly for a while, but I use um, another program called Virtual Desktop, I believe it's called. Um, and I run that wirelessly with my Steam Deck and I play literally one of the greatest games ever made and that's Half-Life Alex. and if you haven't Mm. played that you haven't experienced that I encourage everyone to experience Half-Life Alex. it's truly truly one of a kind and it's literally the blueprint of what a VR game is supposed to be like Facts, and facts. Resident Evil, you can't go wrong with Resident Evil either. Resident Evil 7 was an amazing experience. It's just unfortunate that it's tied only to the PlayStation. I would like to play that um, mm. you know, on PC. All right. Okay. All right. So keep, next we have Best Action Game, and that is for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. And then our nominees are Armored Core 6, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. I was able to play Dead Island 2 over at PAX East uh, this past uh, year, and it was definitely a dope game. Um, And of course, I played Hi-Fi Rush, so I would see, you know, those two games as runner-ups. But have you played any of these games? Um, Ghost Runner 2 I played Um, I tried to dabble into Remnant 2 didn't get a chance to Hi-Fi Rush I played the tutorial and Mm. I put it back down and Armor Core I haven't had a chance to deal with Armor Core yet it's just my backlog is just ridiculous at this point clog is crazy it's ridiculous ridiculous so who won, by the way? So uh, that was Armored Core 6 winning the best action game. So yeah, uh, for our audio listeners, we're playing the trailer right now. 
And this game definitely looks dope, you know, fire ripping through everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> looks yeah. crazy. Can't, I mean, these are the, the ones who created an entire genre of video games mm-hmm. called the Soulsborne genre. And they mm-hmm. gave us one of the best games of all time with Elden Ring. So I expect nothing but greatness from them when it comes to Armor Core 6. Mm. Sheesh. It definitely looks like a cool game, though. Um, like futuristic, almost, type game. Um, I feel like you have to have, like, a definitely a PS5, Xbox, or, like, a PC Absolutely. to be able to, like, you know, visually, like, see this game for what it is. Or even more, you need the the big accessory, like the big mech accessory with all the mm. buttons and everything like that. That's that's how I want to play one of these games. I want to be right. flicking buttons from the top and the sides and doing all types <laughs> of things and making sure, you know, my mech is good and maybe give me some gloves mm-hmm. too so I can do some punching and get my get my right. power rangers. And power rangers, why we don't have an armor core mecha you know megazora game? What's going on? Mm. Like, what what hey. we gotta do to get something like that? Right. Uh, awesome. Talk talk to FromSoft. Maybe they they can you know do something with you guys. Hey. All right. All right. Pushing. Fighting game. Yep. Best fighting game. The best fighting game for the best game design, primarily around head to head combat. And the nominees are God of Rock from Modus Studios Brazil. Modus Games. Mortal Kombat One from NetherRealm Studios, Warner Brothers Games, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, from Ludacy, Fairplay Labs, and Game Mill Entertainment, Pocket Bravery, from State Era Studio, and Street Fighter 6, from Capcom. Now, Mm. you got got some heavy hitters in in this one right here. Definitely have some heavy hitters in this one. Um, I was able to see some gameplay at, of Street Fighter VI um, at PAX East. Uh, that was dope. I've definitely played Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Definitely a dope game, especially because they keep putting new characters in it. Um, Mortal Kombat 1. Ooh, that's a great one as well. Um Sheesh, that was a hard competition. What are your thoughts? Um, I haven't had a chance to play any of these, but I mm-hmm. did watch the Mortal Kombat 1 story because I'm heavily invested in the Mortal Kombat story ever since the PS3 Mortal Kombat 9 game. And mm-hmm. the story, again, you know, surpassed my expectations and I'm happy for it. And they even said that maybe there might be some more story DLC coming from there. Um, but Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, those are staples when it comes to fighting games. Those are like the originators, originators per se. And Nickelodeon All-Star too. You give them a shout out because they have a lot of rosters of um, a lot of a lot of rosters. <laughs> they have a lot of characters in their roster and the diversity of their characters and the attention to detail. And also they have some, if not all, of the original voice actors voicing these characters. So they definitely went above and beyond for this game. Um, So I'm happy for them. 
Definitely. Definitely. But there can only be one winner, and the winner is Street Fighter Five or Six. 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 <laughs> yes, sir. There's no, it's been a lot of them. It's it, definitely it's been, been a, a lot of them. It's, it's been a couple. <laughs> uh, um, but now this game looks amazing. Um, Lil Wayne in the trailer. I knew I want I knew once Wayne was in the trailer, this game was gonna be it. Like <laughs> Yeah. I was um, like, you know. They lost their crown for a little bit. Mortal Kombat took their crown mm-hmm. for a while. Um yeah. so it's good to see Street Fighter back on top. Definitely. All right, we're gonna keep it pushing. To the best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. The nominees are Disney Illusion Island from Dalla Studios, Disney, Party Animals from Recreate Games, Pikmin 4 from Nintendo, Sonic Superstars from Arcest Sonic Team and Sega, and also Super Mario Brothers Wonder from Nintendo. Um yeah, I played Sonic all Super Sonic Superstars. I mm-hmm. touched Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Party Animals. And I can tell you what. That party animals, that's that's a that's 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 a different <laughs> game right there. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> that's a different game. Like a, I can see a mom walking uh-huh. into the store and picking up party animals, thinking, you know, you're getting a nice little Mario Party kind of game for your kids with some teddy bears and everything like that. And they leave the room to go make something to eat. They come back and the teddy bear is holding the AK. And you wonder what what happened. Well, why is the teddy right. bear shooting each other? Why are you yeah. trying to kill each other? Why are you trying to push each other off the plank? I thought this was a nice little party game. Yeah. 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 I I wasn't yeah. expecting it either, but it was definitely a, a pleasant surprise, I might say. Hey. Another weird game like that that I started playing recently was Five Nights at Freddy with little characters and trying to scare you, like definitely different. Yeah. <laughs> Five Nights been around for a while. Way longer than Five Nights, yeah. so I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and so the best Family game winner was dun 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 Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Makes hey, sense. Yeah, Makes yeah sense. definitely. I love this game. Uh, you can go in the background and you know get coins and go into other under other tunnels. Like uh, it, it's definitely a, a dope game. Um, Mario can turn into an elephant, spray water at the um, ground and get coins from it. Like. Definitely next level. This this they took it to the to the next level with this game right here. Yeah, the one thing about Shigeru Miyamoto, I don't understand for the past thirty plus years, every time Mario comes out with something new, he has some type of gimmick that makes sense with the game that he's in for that respective gimmick. And it just works. So the raccoon the elephant, all them yeah. things. Like he, shout out to him and the team. And I hope the team is learning because one day right. he's gonna have to retire, and we're gonna mm-hmm. need some more innovation coming from them. Um, Definitely. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to the next Mario for that new Switch. Mm, please, Ooh. I need a pro, man. Ooh. <laughs> 
All right, so next we got best sim slash strategy game, and this is the best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. So that's Advance Wars 1 and 2, Reboot Camp, Way Forward Nintendo, CD Skylines 2, Colossal Order, Paradox Interactive, Company of Heroes 3, Relic Entertainment, Sega, Fire Emblem Engage, Intelligent System slash Nintendo. And the winner for that was Fast Pikmin 4. Hey, um, shout out to Pikmin. Definitely been a lot of Pikmin's. Definitely been a lot of Pikmin's. We're up to four now. It's crazy. This game is definitely growing. Um, Pikmin personally, on the GameCube, right? For the first Pikmin? I believe so. I believe so. Um... Yeah, I remember playing this game back in the day. Uh, not my cup of tea now, but definitely somebody's cup of tea because there's four of them now. Hey, whatever rocks your boat, baby. Yeah, definitely. Next, we have best action and adventure game, and this was for the best action adventure game combining combat with transversal and puzzle solving. And the winner of that one was The Legend of Zelda, The Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, a lot of fans, when I went to PAX East, a lot of fans was waiting for Zelda. Like, they um, had like a statue at the beginning, right at PAX East, that people got to take pictures with it. And then I believe uh, some people came to go uh, sit, on, sit on a panel with them at PAX East. So I think that's definitely uh, huh, was anticipated. You know, definitely being a best action in an adventure game. For sure, for sure. You they nailed it out the park with Breath of the Wild and they did it at a perfect time when the Switch is one of the most successful consoles of all time. And also at the time where social media is at its peak. So it was so yeah. many pluses going on with this game and with the sequel, basically doing it bigger and better on the same hardware when the hardware has matured and the audience has matured with it yeah they they nailed it out completely definitely then next we have best ongoing game and this is awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that envelops player experience over time and the winner for the best ongoing game was cyberpunk 2077 and man, oh man, has Cyberpunk 2077 came such a long way. Um, it could have gotten abandoned, but it didn't. It came back with a vengeance. Um, I originally got the game on Xbox Series X when it first initially dropped, put in some work, and then I started seeing all the visual glitches. I put it back down. Um, it just, and I haven't been right since, to be honest. I haven't been right since. But I kind of want to pick it back up on Steam because I feel like I would do so much better uh, with seeing it on a smaller screen, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure. Can you remote play with a disc from your Xbox Series X on the Steam Deck? Mm-hmm. You use I mean, I might have to... XB Play in the so Steam I might have Discord to... store. I might have to pick that up because um, I think I want to see it on a smaller screen. It's not really... I'm not really... Seeing all the visual glitches when I was playing on my Sony X900H and it just, well, just, I don't know. I haven't felt the same since, to be honest. But I want to definitely pick this game back up. Yeah, But for I sure. know you you were deep into it. I know you were uh, deep into I'm, it. I'm, I'm knee deep in Cyberpunk <laughs> right now. 
Um, yeah. My journey with Cyberpunk started from the very first trailer in, what was it, 2013, I believe. Um, mm. Then I actually got Cyberpunk for the Xbox One X, not Series X, the Xbox One X, and played it on that. It wasn't ready. Played it on Series X when I got the Series X, and it was, really wasn't that bad of an experience. It's just that wasn't the game that was promised to me for over all those years. So you're going to tell me you spent all those years and this is the game that I got. I'm not doing it. So I put it aside and they told me that they were going to be making the next gen update. So I waited two years later, next gen update came. I dabbled into it. I did one level up. I was like, "Mm, it's still not quite there. I'm going to let it cook a little bit more. And then they had to sit nerve to tell me, Hey, we're working on the update where we're going to, give you a whole new cop system and some of all these other little things i said okay well call me when that one's ready and i'll pick up the phone and i'll be right there and it dropped cyberpunk 2.1 trailer um released and i've been knee deep ever since and after i got the steam deck i could take it on the go even though i only get two and a half hours of battery but still, yeah. I was even a bad boy. I added ray tracing on the Steam Deck just to Whoa. see, just to see what would happen. And I was getting 18 frames a second. So I had to put it down. Mm. Yeah. But right now, I'm, I'm hovering about 45 frames per second on medium to low settings. Um, so that's doable. And if I'm home, I would just stream it directly from my computer. Um, but if I'm away, I'll play it directly on the Steam Deck for a little bit. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Next, we have most anticipated game. And this is for recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. And the winner for that was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, A lot of Final Fantasies, too. Um... Definitely this game this game has a lot of powerful people behind it. Um Yeah, they deserve it. They have a powerful fan base too. Yeah, this this game is gonna sell gangbusters because this is a <laughs> PS5 only game. So mm-hmm. everybody who played the original, well, I won't even say original, the first remake um of final fantasy 7 most of them played it on ps4 so it's not coming out on ps4 this time so a lot of those people are going to have to upgrade to the ps5 in order to play it because the pc won't get it for probably another year after that Mm. so yeah this is going to sell a lot of playstations and it's going to sell a lot of copies for sure, right. for sure, and I believe this is the the biggest one because it it has Seth Roth in it, and everybody's waiting for you know a four K Seth Roth. That's all people really want. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, y'all. I'm gonna run through these next couple of ones. Um, best esports game, and that's for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players, inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content updates, irrespective of genre of platform. And that went to Valorant. 
Best esports athlete, the esports athlete judged to be the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2021, irrespective of game. And that went to Lee Faker. Faker. He. Faker. Right, uh, next. <laughs> Best esports team went to recognizing a specific esports team, not the full organization, judged the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2021. Uh, Christine, also oh, for that one was JD Gaming. Best okay, esports coach uh, went to Christine Potter, and that's the esports coach judge to be the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2021. The best esports event, which is recognizing an event across single or multiple days that delivered a best of class experience for participants and the broadest audience. And that went to 2023 League of Legends World Championship. Have you played League of Legends? I love League of Legends. I haven't touched it. I played League of Legends on PC. I know if I, if I, when it comes to competitive games, I just, Mm -hmm. I lock in and that'll be the only game I play because I want to be able to compete. And then next thing you know, I'm not playing anything else and my life is ruined. (laughs) Yeah, I love League of Legends. I also play it on my phone too, but it's definitely a beautiful game. Um, Next, we have Best Content Creator of the Year. And this is for a streamer or content creator who made an important and positive impact on the community in 2021. And that went to Iron Mouse. Okay, Iron Mouse. Shout out Iron Mouse. Facts, facts, facts. This next one's a big one, though. You want to talk about it? All right. The next one is the best adaptation. Hmm. So this is celebrating game-inspired projects across entertainment, including TV, movie, comics, and more. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, trying to see if they have all the nominees here. But we already know who would win. And the best adaptation right. would be The Last of Us HBO based on The Last of Us video mm-hmm. game from Sony PlayStation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, HBO did their thing with The Last of Us, um, and I think it was definitely a beautiful, beautiful adaptation. Um, what were your thoughts? I felt like I felt like it really matched the video game. Like I felt like it was it was some parts that they missed out in the video game, but I understand because you have to make it into like a certain amount of episodes. Um, so there's. Definitely play the game um, because you're missing out on uh, details also um, that are in the video game that are not also in you know the show. So um, yeah, no, yeah, it was brilliant from top to bottom. It was brilliant, and it's the blueprint and also the standard mm-hmm. for when it comes to these adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like. Another one was was Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal was really really good. It had no oh, business, yeah. no business being as good as it was. I walked in there expecting it to be complete hot garbage, and I left it like, yeah. wow, I need season two. Right I need now. more. I need, I need right more now. now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's so it what yeah. I what I can see is that you, you if as long as the people who are the content yeah. owners as long as they 
hire the right people who want to treat their property correctly, you can do a correct adaptation. So yeah. as long as the creators are involved, like Last of Us and Twisted Metal mm-hmm. and things of that nature, um, you're going to get great results. Um, so I'm looking forward to everything else that comes from that because now they know what, not necessarily just gamers, but what mm-hmm. the public accepts as a standard when it comes to these adaptations. Yeah, definitely. Um, who also was in there was the Super Mario Bros. Uh, Wonder, uh, well, Super Mario Bros. movie and Castlevania Nocturne was also in there. Um, the Super Mario Bros. movie I definitely enjoyed as well. Um, I think that was a great adaptation um, of Mario. I was sure. like, wow. Wow. <laughs> For sure. It was um, definitely great. It was definitely yeah. great. Yeah, definitely. And All so right. that brings us to what? Game of the year? Um, Game of not, the year? Not quite. Not quite. Well, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's take it there. Let's, let's take it there. The game of the year. The game of the year is recognizing a game that delivers the best experience across all creative and technical fields. So this is like, you know, video of the year, album of the year for video games kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Best picture, yeah. all of those things. Like mm. the best award of all of this is the championship Out <laughs> of video games right here. So here we go. The nominees are Alan Wake 2. Remedy Entertainment, Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games, Resident Evil 4 from Capcom, Super Mario Brothers Wonder from Nintendo, and also Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom from Nintendo. Mm, and again, all great games, all great games. All of them, maybe besides Spider Marvel Spider Man Two. Oh, sorry, man. I would have been uh, I, sorry. I would have been very upset because sorry, sorry. I would have been very upset if I went from Spider Man and turned into a cube. I'd I'd probably break my controller because why am I going from Spider Man to a three D cube? You just destroyed my whole Spider Man experience. I I would have been mad as a player. I'm sorry. I understand all games have bugs. I should not be going from Spider-Man to a cube. Mm. Uh, you just gotta wait for some patches, and it'll, it'll be it'll be fine. But the fact that he even got nominated, a superhero game got nominated, with all these other great games out there, mm-hmm. is an achievement in itself. So shout out to Insomniac Games yeah. for making what's essentially a masterpiece of mm-hmm. superhero games. I mean, definitely Marvel's. Um... Well, I'm saying like Marvel Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales. I definitely played. Uh, I bought it when it came out. Played it. Um, definitely an amazing game. Um, no bugs at all. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I feel like personally, don't release a game if it's not ready. A hundred percent. If only, saying it, was if ready, only but... it could be that easy, right? Ooh. Yeah, but um, Resident Evil Four. Um, I know a lot of people were confused that a remake would make it to game of the year but um if you remake a game of the year correctly it should be nominated for game of the year because it was a game of the year you know what i mean like um Mm -hmm. that's goes to show you the type of game that they made back then still translates 
to gaming now because when it comes to games, um, game mechanics and games design oh, different changes now. Yeah, year, I, yeah, right. Um, every couple of years mm-hmm. it changes. So when it's like having um, a certain music album or a certain music song where you know like certain songs are timeless. There are certain games that are just timeless, and Resident Evil Four is up there, and the remake is again another standard when it comes to remakes and that's how you do remakes and they were rewarded for having a nomination for resident evil 4 this year and congrats to them they deserved it definitely um mario brother mario brothers zelda you already know nintendo they make clean games they make Mm -hmm. well you know it's based on the hardware, but with the hardware that they do yeah. have, they make very performant games. And, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not surprised that their two games, their two, you know, killer games is up here. Mm-hmm. Most uh, definitely. If it was my money, I would have bet, I think from our predictions, I predicted Alan Wake 2 but I also said I wouldn't be surprised if Baldur Gates win because Baldur Gate was getting so much recognition, so much praise, and mm-hmm. Alan Wake is more of a survival horror game, and it's also a sequel to a game that most people didn't play. So once you see a sequel, people are like, oh, I didn't play the first one, so they're not going to play the second one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But even with Baldur Gate 3, that, that didn't stop them, so... <laughs> Um, yeah. it, it goes to show you that things transcend when it comes to certain tropes and certain stereotypes and things. Definitely. Right. I enjoyed them all. Yeah. Um, I look forward to Baldur's Gate because Baldur's Gate was the winner of 2023 Video Game Awards. And shout out to that team because they killed it. Not only did they win Game of the Year, they also won Best Performance, which is awarded to an individual for voice over acting, motion, and or performance capture. They won Best Community Support, recognizing the game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates slash patches. They also won Best RPG for the best game designed with a rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Best Multiplayer Game for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. And last but certainly not least, the player's voice. This character is this category is 100% voted on by fans for their favorite game of 2023. So not only was this the awarded by the critics as the best game of 2023, but 100% of the fans voted that this mm-hmm. would be the 2023 game of the year. So Shout out to them. They cleaned house. They yeah. do what Beyonce does, what Drake does when they go to these <laughs> award shows. They just clean house. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they did. Um, I definitely want to give it a try. I've heard nothing but good things about Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, my personal group of friends haven't played it, but, you know, 
Uh, no, it's I definitely um, it's definitely different. It's slower paced. It's more mm-hmm. story driven. It's a it's a you know it's a time. Mm. It's a, it how can I what what's the word? It's a um, the way the the way you fight. There's a certain term I can't believe I'm having a brain fart on it, but it's basically like you know it's it's time it's time something with time. Two no 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 the real it's not real time fighting it's um mm. i can't believe i don't remember it but turn based it's, it's like turn based it's turn based turn based fighting okay okay and like there's friendly fire so if you have a sorcerer mm. and they do magic and blow up something and mm. it hits you you will get hurt um you can romance a lot of people you can even have sex with a bear if you want to um, oh wow yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on in there. And the way the co-op works is is mm-hmm. unique and different. And the attention to detail that they have, the voice acting, the characters, mm-hmm. everything is just 100% top-notch. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I I expected this. And congrats to them because they worked very hard. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. they're getting rewarded they for it. They ran away. They ran away with awards. <laughs> they took it all. <laughs> they cleaned House. So how you do shout it. Out to them. That's how you do it. So anything else the Game Awards? Anything else happened? That was that's the Game Awards. That's the Game Awards. But I, I definitely want to do some, you know, key highlights and takeaways from the Game Awards. And I want to start by saying, you know, the upcoming games that we want to play that we saw at the Game Awards. Um, personally, I'm trying to play uh, the Den of Wolves, Xborn, Ready or Not, just dropped on Steam yesterday. I was looking at uh, the launch trailer today, and um, they were going through like live demonstrations of the game today on Steam. So I was looking at that. It looks definitely dope. Jurassic Park survival game, uh, Kojima Xbox game called OD, um, God of War Ragnarok uh, DLC. I'm trying to play. Um, I'm still trying to grind God of War Ragnarok right now, um, but I'll get there soon. I'll get there soon. Um, Asgard's Faith and Blade, which I think is going to be an exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, I mean, there's not much thinking to it. I mean, you don't spend $7.5 billion to give somebody else your game. So, hey. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, what about you? Anything? I mean, your list is similar to mine. Um, yeah. Blade 2. Um, want to dabble into that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, basically everything else that you said, you took it right yeah. out of my mouth. Yeah. Mm. I can't wait. Can't wait. So I think our fans definitely want to see that uh, Kojima Xbox game called OD Game. Um. They definitely premiered it at the Game Awards, and that trailer looks fire. Um, my thing with this is, I believe it's going to be heavily like compared to Silent Hill um, with that type of game. And a lot of people might be upset because, you know, Kojima usually does stuff for PlayStation. But this game is going to be dope for Xbox and I hope it's done right. I hope it's done carefully. Um, probably haven't played anything from him since Silent Hill, to be honest. Um, you didn't play Death Stranding? No, I didn't play Death Stranding. I never got to it. Did you pick it up? 
Um, I had got to it, and after like the first cutscene, I forget what happened. Um, I had to put it down. Um, yeah, it's just too much going on. I, I'm one. Yeah, I, wanna, so I, I do. I definitely want to get into it before Death Stranding two, but. I, I gotta, I gotta like break a leg or something so I can <laughs> give me some yeah. time to do this. Yeah, I see that. Um, wow, well, but yeah, uh, or, uh, or, uh, or uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely just a you know a bunch of like real it looks like real faces almost and trying to tell a story and um. The girl like screams at the end because I guess something popped out. Like, you know, it's gonna be a crazy game. It's called the OD game. Like, I hope it's OD. I hope it's OD. Uh, like, like in the real sense. So, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. What he what he showed was cool. I mean, Kojima. I expect nothing but good things from it. So, but I need to see more. I, like me seeing a floating yeah. head that looks pretty good. That is this CG? Mm-hmm. Is it not CG? Is it gameplay? Is it not gameplay? I understand mm-hmm. that they're using Unreal's MetaHuman, and this mm-hmm. is an Unreal Engine Five game, and Xbox is has like the second best developers when it comes to Unreal Engine Five with the Coalition. Mm-hmm. So all that collaboration, and this is also the reason why this is a Xbox game. Um, a little history for you is Kojima initially made this for Google Stadia because this is a cloud only game. But as we all know, Google Stadia folded, and the only people making anything cloud gamey remotely that's actually viable and coming out is Xbox. So he just moved that project over to Xbox and. That's how that collaboration happened. Because I promise you, if Sony had any type of cloud aspirations, Kojima would have went over there. Mm. Let's see. Um, let's also talk about how Xbox may be getting its own Marvel exclusive from Bethesda Games. Now, while it hasn't quite been said yet that this will be an Xbox exclusive. Bethesda is under Microsoft. So, we're saying here that this may be be an Xbox Marvel exclusive. My man Blade is coming to Xbox. I don't think they could just say anything because they are in court and they don't just want to, you know, jeopardize them in Xbox. So they don't want to say anything that's going to be an exclusive. But I'm pretty sure you, we were talking about how, you know, you have different thoughts on the whole matter. Yeah, I see people talking about the whole court aspect of it all. I don't think that has anything to do with anything because the FCC case at best is minuscule because Activision is already with Microsoft. So you're not it's only but so it would have to be the worst case of worst case scenarios for them to try to unwind what's actually been happening with Activision. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you now that the game is a ninety nine point nine percent chance Xbox exclusive. 
and mm-hmm. you don't pay seven point five billion dollars to give a single player a game away to somebody else. It doesn't work like that. And mm. also, the reason why I believe it wasn't announced as with any platforms or anything like that is because one, we don't know when the game releases. There's some rumors that the game started two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And if you go by from what the actual lead developer said at the Game Awards, is that they just started development and to let them cook for a bit. So I took that as two years of pre-development, pre-production, and they actually just started production now because if you go on their Twitter page from Microsoft, well, from Arcane, they said right. that there are open positions available, so they're hiring and they're ramping up hiring. So this announcement was more so for getting people to hire so they can have mm-hmm. you know people who are interested to work on Blade. Um, also, the game is at least going to take five years to make, and I believe any game that's starting production right now isn't for this generation, it's for next generation. So it'll be on whatever the next Xbox is. Um, also, the reason why there was no logos about what platform and when it's going to be released and stuff is because we don't know what Game Pass is going to be like five, six years from now. And we don't even know what platform the thing is going to be called five, six years from now. Because if you go by yeah. Microsoft's leak, the... They believe the PlayStation 5 is coming out in 2028, and Microsoft Leak even showed that their new Xbox is coming out in 2028. So, five years. I'm going to let you finish, but apparently there's sources out there. Apparently they're saying that sources out here. That PlayStation 5 Pro is going to drop and is on target to drop next year. But the PlayStation 5 Pro is irrelevant to anything that's happening. The PlayStation 5 Pro is just for more ray tracing. It's it's really to do what the PS4 Pro did. The PS4 Pro was to try to get checkerboard 4K gaming with HDR because they wanted to stop the bleeding of people leaving PlayStation to go to PC because PC was just starting with the with the ray tracing and people were going towards PC with the well, GTX 1080 series and things like that. So this system now, if you look at the specs, is the ex- basically the exact same CPU. So you're not getting 60 frames per second. You're not. This is a doubling of the graphics design, the g- GPU. So that means you, you're trying to get 4K to run steadily. And they add in hardware ray tracing with PlayStation specific um, their own, basically their own DLSS or their own FSR, which is called PlayStation Reconstruction. So they want to reconstruct games so that they could internally run at a lower resolution, be upscaled at a higher resolution, which is what the new Switch is going to be doing. And they need more hardware to be able to do that. So the PS5 Pro, yeah, it's going to be able to run games a little bit better and they're going to be um, more prettier. But mm-hmm. I don't. There's still a PS5, six will be here in 2028. You you can bank on that. You can bank on that. I don't know. I'm not, so, so so this is the thing with PS5 Pro. It's like 
you have to jeopardize things with you know ray tracing you have to jeopardize things with fidelity mode like um and people feel like they should have to you know streamline everything that is the reason why the ps5 pro is coming out so that is their whole thing they want to see it all they want to see a ps5 pro doing more than 30 frames per second now some may say that it's a software development problem um it's not nothing to do with the hardware but so people not are true. like yo the, it's I'm just saying it. This, this, this is this is what's out here. This is what's out here. They're talking about some somebody put out some guy named Z Tech over on on uh, on Twitter talking about some. They're going to be 19 through 27 teraflops, and it's going to be the most powerful PS5 uh, or or next gen yeah, console it's actually, it's of this era. It's going to be over 20. They it's only in between 23 to 28 teraflops actually. Yeah. So. But it's not I don't know. again. They're the all three platform holders are playing three different games. Mm. Nintendo is going for the hybrid portable crowd. Sony is going for the hardware ecosystem wall garden, where they go in the more Apple approach, where we're going to make numerous Apple devices. Well, in this case, numerous Sony PlayStation devices to try to make sure you don't buy. Uh, a a non Sony headset, a non Sony controller, a non Sony whatever Sony don't want you to buy. A, a they don't want you to get a Steam Deck. They see people going on handhelds, so they made their own handheld. They're trying to keep you into their ecosystem by any means necessary. So that's their way. Microsoft they're going a platform ego egnotistic way where. Anything that has an internet and a screen, you'll be able to play on. So they're all doing, uh, they're all trying to target, tackle the gaming world in three different ways. And we're going to see how there's more than enough players in this world for all their approaches to work. It's just that eventually some approaches aren't going to be as beneficial as others. Um, we're going to see. But I would say this. Microsoft said that the Series X is their Xbox Pro, um, but and there's a with their leak, we're supposed to get the Xbox Slim this year in 2024. Yeah. So, right. Listen, listen. You're gonna hear it from me first. This is my prediction. There's two things that Microsoft is gonna do. One. They're gonna drop a Xbox Pro in 2025 to to be more powerful than the PS5 Pro and run games at a little bit different fidelity and maybe run it with true ray tracing reconstruction versus regular ray tracing. Um, they did the same thing with the Xbox One X last year. The PS4 Pro came out, and then a year later. The Xbox One X came out, and it was the most powerful system that would be made at the time. So I believe they're going to do that, or they're going to go the Xbox 360 route, where they're going to go one year early 
with the new generation and launch a new generation one year early and try to dabble up some third-party developers. And since they have so many first-party developers, they could have their first-party portfolio be crazy with new next-gen games that are only exclusively on the next-gen system. And they will have a year head start against Sony. And they did that with the 360, which was their most arguably you could say their most successful generation to date so either that one year early or they're going to do one year after the pro that's my prediction and you hear it here first mm. we'll see we'll see come next year 2024 around this time holiday time oh yeah yeah well, um november 2024 you'll have a gta and play s5 pro bundle 100 percent thousand percent and that's 2025 true 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 mm. true okay mm. so so that i think that messes up sony's plan because i think because originally gta 6 was supposed to come out next fall because they told their investors that it's going to be out before march 2025 um so now that they said 2025 we know Unless they tell the investors something else, we know it's going to be here before March 2025. So, yeah. I, li- I literally don't even want to invest in a PC until 2025 because they're talking some Grand Theft Auto. I want to see it run on PC. You're not getting see it. A PC. I see it. You're not getting PC GTA until 2029. Oof. Easily 2029. No, I'm, not, I'm lying. You said 2025 would come out? Yeah. Yeah. 2028. Yeah. 2028, you'll get the PC version. Um, 2029, maybe 2030, you'll get the next-gen upgrade version on the PS6 and the new Xbox. Um, but PC, you're not seeing that until 2028 at the earliest, like mm. earliest. Because I still think they're going to wait a couple of months to launch the new GTA Online. They want to give everybody time to finish the story mode and get accustomed to all the new mechanics with GTA 6 and then launch the new GTA Online that's exclusively next-gen and things like that because they did that with the original GTA Online on Xbox 360. You had to wait a bit before it came out. I'm dating my my age and everything, but <laughs> I, I promise y'all, like Phil Spencer said when the One X came out that Xbox is not going to be caught underneath power ever again. Now, the only reason why that I could see that there's no Xbox Pro console is because they just spent $100 billion buying developers over the last five years. So... The money allocated to trying to build a whole new system was probably used to buy Activision and pay all these lawyer fees. Mm. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Game Awards. All right, so uh... mark mark this. Game Awards 2024. Xbox will announce Xbox Pro for 2025. Mm. Mark mark it. Promise you. Mark, I remind you, this EP right here. So my other highlights were uh, Christopher Judge calling out Activision, saying, you know, my speech was actually longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. Um, 
I feel like the campaign has always been pretty short, hasn't been that long always. But um, if we're paying attention to campaigns now, uh, <laughs> we could say God of War Ragnarok is pretty long, but I mean, who doesn't love a great story, I guess, whatever. You kind of get it. I mean, you can't really get mad at Christopher Jones because he's just written the teleprompter. So if anything, find the, the writer who wrote it and hit, hit that person up. Christopher Jones <laughs> is just re- doing what actors do and reading the script. Right. Mm. And then the last highlight is, of course, God of War Ragnarok free DLC Valhalla. Um, yeah, this was actually free, free ninety nine to PlayStation players, a free DLC, and that is why, that is why they have the um, base that they have with all these fans for free, a free DLC, and it looks good, like. That's how you take care of your customers. That's how you take care of your yeah. fans. And that's how you treat gamers with respect. And gamers will never forget that unless you do something drastically different the next time. Um, when it comes to gamers, it's all about what have you done for me lately. And this right here is lately. And lately you gave me free story DLC. So right. you're in their book you're golden right definitely 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 um i'm still knee deep in this i didn't finish it quite yet to play the dlc but i'm definitely knee deep in god of war ragnarok um definitely might finish it up in the next couple weeks hopefully um yeah you can play it right now um make sure you download it and the free dlc should be there yeah i'm surprised it's free shout out shout out to sony santa monica you guys did it yeah Definitely. Well, guys, you can go and rewatch the whole 2023 Game Awards over on YouTube at HTTPS semicolon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com forward slash at the Game Awards right now. Um, yeah, I definitely had a good time at this Game Awards. 100%. This Game Awards, uh, three hours of bangers. Like, yeah. bangers they gave us a lot of bangers they gave us a lot of trailers of new games coming out um, i look forward to next year in 2026 and next game awards see we see what yeah. what new what new thing they got under their sleeve like that new xbox i'm telling you, I'm mm. telling you. we'll see <laughs> yo hit that like and subscribe fellas ladies everybody peace Definitely. peace